Hello, coming to you live from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Welcome to Her Next Chapter, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories from amazing women who have reinvented their careers or lives. Could be total changes, could be side hustles. I'm Stephanie Pierce, mother of three, wife of one, former corporate exec, and now I am the founder and CEO of StephPierce.com. And I am Julie Burton, founder of Modern Well, a female-centered co-working space in Minneapolis. And I'm the author of The Self-Care Solution, A Modern Mother's Must-Have Guide to Health and Well-Being. And I'm a mother and a wife. In each episode, Julie and I will bring you these awesome stories about the power, pain, and laughs that come from change. Are you ready for your next chapter? Hello, everyone. Welcome to another lovely episode of Her Next Chapter. I'm so excited for this one, Julie. So Julie and I um, just happened to be friends with, um, I have to say, one of the most delightful people in the whole state of Minnesota, the whole (laughs) state. Um, And so we are tickled, tickled, tickled uh, to have Megan Tamty joining us today. Um, Megan is, for those of you who don't know, is the CEO and founder of EverEve, um, which is based here in Minnesota with Julie and I. And so we are excited to have Megan here to tell her story. Well, thank you guys. Excited to be here. Megan, thank you so much for joining us. It is such a pleasure to um, to have you here and we're so excited to have you share your story, which I could hear a thousand times because it's, it's so, it's such a beautiful story of like, of living, living your passion and, and making dreams happen. You started out as a school teacher and are now the CEO of a huge chain of uh, clothing stores, Ever Eve, um, which was first hot mama, um, which I loved and I love ever Eve. And, um, I just, your story is very, very inspirational. And, um, I have gotten to know Megan over the last several years and we've done some events together. We go on lots of walks together. Walk together. <laughs> <laughs> we've walked, literally walked through 2020 together. <laughs> literally. Uh, well, Yep. Yep. And, uh, Scooby and Paddington yes. dogs, they, they're walking right along with us. And sometimes we bring our husbands if they're lucky, if they're lucky enough. <laughs> so, um, no, it's, it's been a pleasure to, to be your friend and to, um, and to be inspired by every day by you and, and your story. So thank you for, for being with Stephanie. Oh, well, thank you. This is fun for me to be here with you guys. Yay. So Megan, reinvention, although our last guest um, calls it um, reinvigoration. Is that right? Reinvigorate. I like that word. Reinvigorating. (laughs) Sometimes, yeah, I like that word. Reinvigorating. I've been reinvigorated. It's a good word. We all need a little reinvigoration these days. For sure. So what, what does reinvigorating or reinvention mean to you? Reinvention means to me, thinking about who you are, thinking about who you want to be, who maybe God calls you to be, and to have the courage to move forward 
and be that. That's what reinvention, for, this, for that moment in time, because I think it's something that continues, continues to change who we are um, based on our experience or what we're doing or you know the moment, um, but really thinking deeply about that and then having the courage to move forward and to live into that fully. That's what it means to me. I love that too. I, <laughs> so I do. <laughs> we might just have to pause right yes. there. <laughs> Let's just take a deep breath on that one. Think about that. <laughs> so I think for those who don't know the story, Megan, I wonder if you could just, because, you know, school teacher to CEO of a huge business, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty yeah. good shift. It was kind um, of a jump. <laughs> Fashion. So I tell tell our listeners a little bit about how that came to be yeah. for you. You know, shortly after having um, my first child, I had a really bad experience in a dressing room looking for fashion that was, at the time I was looking for fashion to make me feel less like a mom and more like a woman because I was kind of in a little funk, um, not feeling good about myself and wanting just to take care of myself and make me feel a little bit better. As many of us who have had children, you know what that feels like. And I went shopping and had just a terrible experience that left me in a dressing room, um, feeling lonely, um, feeling just um, sad, wondering if I mattered anymore. I was looking for fashion that would make me feel, um, well, I was looking for someone that would help me. I really wanted someone to talk to me, um, to maybe even look at me, <laughs> tell me that I mattered, <laughs> and then help me with my fashion and my style and help me put pieces and outfits together that fit who I was at the time and just made me feel like myself. And instead of getting that that day, I ended up crying in a dressing room and feeling bad about myself and, um, you know, left the store without anything other than a crying baby at the time. And it was at that moment I left the store. I started after I had my little pity party, I started reimagining and dreaming what that experience could have been that day, what that could have been like dreaming about this brand that I created ever Eve on the way drive home, literally on the drive home from the shopping mall that day. That's and that's where really the, the company was born from that moment. So you created an experience that you wanted, but yeah. And, and fashion, I, you know, I was also looking for clothing that um, was comfortable, versatile on trend had a little bit of edge to it, um, but also I did. I wanted a human connection. I wanted someone to talk to me. I wanted someone to help me put outfits together and just someone to really come alongside me and just really offer great, a great experience. I wanted someone to talk to my baby, you know, <laughs> and be like, you're doing a good job. <laughs> and just, I wanted connection. I was very lonely. I was very lonely and isolating, you know, being a mom with kids at home and I just wanted someone to take care of me. I was taking care of my family and I just wanted someone to come along and just take care of my fashion and in a way take care of me. So yeah, it was, it was a combination of the fashion, but also, and the, the experience. So at what point, Megan, did you know, okay, I've, I've got something here. Um, you know, it, we, 
I, I talked about, I started creating it with a friend on a walk. I would kind of, we would walk every day at four and I would, you know, dream about it and tell her about it. And, you know, I think one day my, Mike and I love to talk about, even when we were dating, we love to talk about business and businesses we would create and we would dream together. And I do remember talking to him about this concept that I created and he really felt, he went to business school so at that point, he really felt like, wow, there's an opportunity. There's probably a market in the, in the a, a white space, you might call it, for women like you who maybe um, have the same feelings or have the same experience. So he always thought it was very interesting from a brand perspective that, that maybe there was a spot within fashion and retail where we could really identify and connect with women like me who maybe were you know, taking care of their families um, and loving their families fiercely, but also wanting to kind of figure out how to take care of themselves. So I would say, you know, that that became sort of like, oh, you think that's a good business concept? And, you know, I was like, yeah, I kind of think that's kind of a really good concept for a business. Um, so that's, that's really what happened. And truly, I dreamed about it for about five years um, and seven years until we actually opened the first store from the time it was a dream to the time we opened our first store was about seven years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. From that moment. And did you know, so, so right off the bat, so you're walking with your friend, you're, you're coming up with this idea, you talk to your husband about it. And then did you right away know that you wanted it to be with your husband? Like, was that kind of no, a... it, Not really. No, actually the whole, for many, many years, it was always a dream that I just would hope would go away. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this is not going to happen. This is, you know, I would talk about it and tell friends, but I never really thought, I mean, I had seen myself as a teacher. I saw myself as a stay-at-home mom. I really didn't have any business aspirations or um, or I didn't know it at the time. I mean, looking back now, I'm like, oh, you really were an entrepreneur your whole life. You really were a business thinker. You really liked fashion. But I don't know. I was raised by two educators. Um, I really wanted to be a mom. That was really important to me. And I really wanted to, you know, at the time really wanted to, you know, maybe have several children. And the idea of staying home with them and raising them was really appealing to me at the time. So no, it was sort of like a surprise and it was sort of a dream that I just never really thought would happen, but it made me really passionate. Like I was really found myself talking about it, thinking about it, telling my friends about it. I mean, it would get me really excited. It would, it would like spit would fly out of my mouth when I talked to, like my hands would wave. I'd be like, this company. <laughs> and people were like, okay, she's really excited about that. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of a surprise to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, th that experience in the dressing room and, and I, I mean, I, I think every mom can probably remember the first time she goes to buy clothes and her body, you're, you're just like. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with this body. I don't know what it's going to be like in a month from now or two. I don't even, you don't. And, and that, that's a powerful like moment. It's, a, it's right? something every woman has experienced, whether you're a mom or not. What I've learned is like every, every woman has had a moment in the dressing room yes. where you feel yeah. lonely or you feel that you, you wonder if you matter 
you wonder if um, you're important or should you even invest in these clothes? Does it, is this, like, is it worth it? Right. Um, I feel, and I've worked with, you know, thousands of women in dressing rooms and it's like everybody has these moments of self-doubt in a dressing room. So it really was something that other women really connected to that idea. What, you know, the, the story began as through this mom narrative, but it's really turned into a woman narrative that so many women um, really connect to. We focused in the beginning around the story of, of a mom who's looking for fashion, um, really not maternity, really just like busy mom, you know, living life, versatile clothing, um, and who really wanted fashion to help her feel less like a mom and more like a woman. Um, sometimes people would hear the name Hot Mama and they would wonder if it was maternity. And so we did have a lot of pregnant bellies coming into this, to the um, store. So at that time, I wasn't disciplined enough to stay focused. Um, I've learned now, you know, to be, you know, kind of do your thing and sort of kind of not, not necessarily feel like you have to be everything to everybody, but it kind of made sense to carry maternity because these pregnant bellies were showing up. So we did then introduce maternity um, just for about two years. Um, but it was not our original, um, that was not in our original business plan. It was sort of like something that kind of trickled in and we did it, but then we felt like it was watering down really what we were about. So then we removed it from our brand. Wow. I got yeah. lucky. I was in yeah. that two year window. You were in that two year period. Me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> some cute clothes. Yeah. I know. <laughs> It was funny because we would see those women, but then we wouldn't see them again. Because a lot of women do, um, once they start having children, they buy their maternity clothes and then they do kind of take a break for a couple of years. It was really, you know, the sweet spot for every was, is really, um, at that time was really the women who were kind of done having their children and they were sort of ready for their, their next chapter. That's when they kind of came to us for that, like, transformation. Like, okay, I think I'm done. And now I'm ready to invest in this new woman, you know? So from a business perspective, um, that's when we kind of, that was our sweet spot at the point, that woman, you know, that at that time, but the maternity was a great business for us and we had so much fun with it. So talk to us a little bit about, you know, your, your dream became a big business. Mm -hmm. And so how do you keep that dream alive, right? Because now you're responsible for lots of employees and um, people coming into the store that may have different ideas of whatever Eve should be. How do you kind of keep the soul of what you want Ever Eve to be alive kind of year after year as things change? Because I'm sure you've got people in your ear saying, Megan, you should do this or you should sell that how do you keep how do you keep that focus you know i think it's a mix of listening but also using your gut um i love to go out and just study and and study people i watch human behavior i like to look what people what people are wearing i like to study culture I like to talk to people and learn from people but i also like to kind of combine that with sort of like my gut and my instinct. And I think that's what I do probably best is I kind of see what's going on now. And then I do think I have an ability to kind of predict and see the future a little bit. 
like and what's going on for fashion and where women are in their lives. One thing about our, our brand and how we've recently involved, evolved is the mom narrative, as you heard, was really, um, really important to the founding story of this brand. It was sort of my story of this being a mom in a dressing room and having this experience. And for 10 years, that story was really relevant. I believe in, in the time women were learning how that they could be a mom and they could be fashionable. You know, I mean, think about it. It, it sounds crazy, but women didn't really fully, I think, understand what I call the power of the ants, that you can be more than one thing. And I think a lot of times as women, many, many years ago, we put ourselves in boxes. We felt like we had to choose. Like I can be a mom or I can be fashionable, but I, can I be both? No, the, those two things don't go together. Right. And so I think that brand, um, for the time we were in culturally where women were at, um, I think it was part of kind of helping women understand you don't have to put yourself in a box. Like you can be, you can be a good mom and a working mom. You can be a, you know, a, a hot mom, a mom that's really nurturing and you can still have a little sex appeal. You know, you can be cool and be a mom. Like women didn't put those things together and we limit, I believe we limited in ourselves. And so I think for us, for 10 years, we sort of helped women believe that they didn't have to put themselves to choose between, between things. They, they could, they could be both, many things. They didn't have to be one. So um, I do think women have grown and they have evolved and they have changed. And I know I look at my daughter and I know she's like, what do you mean? I don't have to pick between these two things. I can be this and this. Like I can be, you know, smart and really fashionable. Like we don't have right. to pick anymore. And women I think have grown and, and learned. And so we really did um, move away as a company from that hot mama narrative, that mom narrative, because I feel like, you know what? we, we kind of, kind of did our thing during that time. And I be, like to believe we did help women, um, that, that knew our brand, that loved our brand, um, understand that. So, um, but it was time. And so we did a, a lot of research. We, we hired a branding agency who came in and did a lot of research and reached out to our customers. And we, we realized, we learned from our customers from listening to them that that narrative is no longer important to them. It's just not um, as relevant to them in, you know, 10 years after starting the brand, women have changed and evolved and grown. And um, so that was really a big part of why we left the, um, the mom narrative. And it was the beginning of changing the name from Hot Mama to Ever Eve. And then ultimately redefining our purpose as a, as a um, company because our purpose starting out was we empower moms. It was very specific around moms because that was my story. And this, um, our purpose now is we move women forward in their fashion and in their life. So we did have to evolve that purpose. And um, I think awesome. that's really important to do. Yeah. I wonder if you could talk to us, um, Megan, I am guessing that there are people listening who are um, looking at making a shift, a big shift mm -hmm. from an area that they know well, perhaps to an area that they don't know well at all. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm wondering, how did you, what did you do to get yourself ready mm -hmm. to start your own business in fashion? Mm -hmm. What did you, 
how did you get yourself ready to make that change? You know, a couple things. I think number one, you, you just have to be comfortable not having all the answers. Um, you, I remember reaching out before I had to learn how to be a buyer um, and go to market and buy clothes. And I just remember calling people, calling, fr- I had a friend who was a buyer at Nordstrom and I picked up the phone and I called her and I just said, Hey, I have to learn how to be a buyer. Can you help me? And I lit- like, I literally took like a notebook out and took notes from her. So I think you have to become a student. You have to be willing to become a student, which feels very vulnerable, I think, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> to really admit you don't know what you're doing and be willing to learn. I just, I became such a student. I remember going to the library after Mike and I signed the very first lease on our very first store. We drove home from signing that lease. We signed a million dollar personal guarantee and we didn't have a million dollars. So Mike assured me that if we weren't able to pay our rent, we would have to give away our house. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's, but not our car. He was like, yeah, you lose the, we'll lose the house, but we won't lose our car probably. I'm like, oh, that's great. Thanks. You know, but um, I remember driving home that night after we signed our lease of our first store in Edina. And I just sat in the driveway and I just had this sick feeling in my stomach of like, I don't know what I'm doing. And the next day I went over to Southdale library. I went into the librarian. Remember I'm a teacher. Um, and I was like, I like libraries. I was like, I'm opening a store and I don't really know how to do it. Do you, can you show me where the books are in the library that will teach me how to open a store? And she did. She walked me to a book called Hug Your Customers. <laughs> um, some books by Jim Collins. And I like literally checked out like 10 books. Of, like I would go to the library all the time and check out books and just read them at night. And that's the great thing about when you start a business. If you are a student and you like to learn, you, you have a playground. You have a playground to practice everything you're learning every day. You could go and like the next day practice that. So I would say... Um, just being really open to learning. But the last thing is really choosing to be yourself. Because I think I look back and there are all these moments where I knew that I didn't know what I was doing. And I had a choice. I remember I had a choice to try to trick everybody around me to think that I knew what I was doing. Or I could be totally honest and just be like, I really don't know what I'm doing. I have a big dream. Here's my dream. Here's my story. Here's my reality. Um, and I, I'm so grateful that I chose um, to be honest, but that was very vulnerable because being honest meant I have this idea, I have this dream, but I have no experience. I really don't know how, I haven't done this before. And I think those conversations ultimately helped me um, get some initial success because I have found that people like authenticity and they like to help people. And so a lot of people said yes to me that maybe would have said no if I was more um, afraid to ask for help or I was trying to make everybody think that I knew what I was doing. and I, I remember making that choice. Like I remember sitting there when I was in LA, I was in LA going to um, market for the first time. 
And I was so intimidated by all the fashionable, like all the people were so scary. And I remember telling myself, like, are you going to trick, are you going to make everyone think you're something you're not? Or are you going to just be you? Like literally as I was opening the door to LA market, I was like, what are you going to do? Like make him pretend or are you going to be you? And I was like, I think I'm going to go with the you thing, even though it was very vulnerable. Um, and I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did. Cause I think that helped me ultimately attract the right partners, attract the right sure. vendors and amazing people stepped into my life um, and really helped me. And Brene Brown would, you know, be like cheering you on right now because you, I you, know. picked, you picked the vulnerable path, right? And totally um, versus well, I connected with Brene's work so much, right? When, yeah. when I started reading Brene, I was like, that's, that's what I did, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So Megan, one thing I've noticed too, and, and have definitely been inspired by is your ability to lead. Um, and I wonder if you could talk a little bit about how, and it probably, um, it probably goes in the same vein as what, what you've been talking about in terms of trusting yourself and being yourself um, in leadership position. But I mean, going from, you know, being a school teacher, a stay-at-home mom, to leading a really big company, mm-hmm. what what were some of your guiding principles? How did you sort of continue to and do you continue to reinvent yourself yeah. as a leader? Yeah, it was really hard. Um, probably after about seven or eight years of working in the store every day, I transitioned to our home office and really transitioned from being a shopkeeper to a CEO. And that was really hard, very hard for all the, because again, it was like, um, I had to figure out a whole new, I had to be vulnerable again. It was like, I had kind of figured out how to be a shopkeeper and create success and be a student. And then it was like, suddenly I had created that. And then I had, you know, we kind of learned how to scale that. And then I ended up at the home office as a CEO and I had the title CEO and I did not like that title um, and did not want it and was fought Mike on it. And I said, I, cause I felt like what, um, what I envisioned that looking like and what I was did not line up. And so it made me very uncomfortable. And I, again, I, I think I struggled with trying to feel like I had to dress a certain way or um, carry myself or do certain things to earn that title. And while I had a lot to learn, that was again, kind of brought me to my knees again of like all, I mean, I remember going into the office just like I did going into LA market. I remember going into the office and just telling myself, all you have to do is show up and be you and tell your, like, tell your story tell people, like help people come along on the journey with you where you want to go, but you don't have to try to pretend to be something or not. Cause I was real messed up. I really was like, I gotta, gotta like wear suits now. <laughs> like, I gotta like, like spreadsheets now or something. Like I have to make everybody think I'm a numbers person and I'm not. And I have to cert, you know, and I just, I feel like that it just doesn't work for me. It just doesn't work when I try to feel like I have to be something I'm not. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really interesting time for me. I did try to channel some of what I learned. I think, I think here's the deal. Um, I just tried to think about all the things I had learned about what made me successful in the stores. So that was sort of like, oh, well, what made you successful in the stores? I know that um, connection made me successful. So it was like, oh, well, you used to connect with customers. Now, when you go into the office every day, make sure you connect um, with, you know, the team. Or, you know, I was very relaxed with customers and I would like to carry coffee around and just like talk to them about their family. So why don't you take that and do that at the office? So I sort of um, was very intrigued by kind of studying the behaviors of success that I had learned in the store and then taking them to the home office. And that really helped build some confidence in me as a leader. And then you start, you know, reading the books about leadership (laughs) and watching other leaders and bringing people onto your team um, who are great leaders. But I think having, I think, having a vision and having passion is a leader's number one job is, is to know if you know where you're trying to take everybody and you are excited about where you're going. To me, that's my most important job. Where are we going? Why are we going there? And, um, are you excited about it? Cause that, that's what I think leaders do should do. Get people excited about where we're going. <laughs> Come on, let's go. <laughs> yes, yes. And, you know, having uh, Megan and I have had the opportunity to work together. And so I'm, I'm also proud to call you a friend. But one of the things that I think that you have talked about as it relates to leadership is this ability to know what you're good at, where you need work. What I heard you say is seeking support asking for help. I think, you know, kind of the best leaders are really able to understand that. And I think that your journey has helped you be able to do that, be able to, to know. I know what I'm talking about when it comes to some very specific things. I know what I'm talking about. There are some areas that I'm still learning and that's okay too. And I'm going to surround myself with people who are going to help me be able to do that. And then I'm going to instill that in the leaders who work for me too. I think that's amazing. I think that's so, at the end of the day, I think humans, we all want to be our talents and gifts to be used to help other people. I think that's just core to who, who we are. Like we want to use who we are and as a leader, when you don't allow people to do that, I think that steals something from people when you don't allow people to help you. Right. You know, because that's right. what people find joy in. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, as long as it's not like, you know, how I always tell people like, people want to help you in their giftedness, right? Like they don't <laughs> want to like do your dishes for you if they're not like, you know, loving that, but they, they like people are generally, if you can tap into people's giftedness and be like, you're really good at this. Yes. I'd love to, I'd love for you to help me with this or, you know, give me some insight. Like people find that so exciting for sure. and so valuable. So I think that's really important to be for, as leaders to be able to be comfortable with tapping into your people to help. And, and that's true relationship. Like, I feel like I'm a big relationship person, which I be, feel like when you're in a relationship, 
relationships are two-sided. We should be learning from each other and we should be helping each other. Right. And if it's one-sided, it's not a relationship. Yeah. I feel like we could just, we could, we could talk to Megan literally for the rest of the night. And yeah. It would be so fun. (laughs) I can't wait till we can all be together. I know. So, um, we like to ask our guests, um, no, no pressure, but you know, I remember one of our guests, um, said when we asked this question about what's next. Okay. So that's going to be the question. She said, she said, can you just give me a minute? <laughs> I just started this thing. To be a next. Can't we just be? Um, but, um, but for you as a visionary and as someone who is, um, you know, um, likes to think and dream, what, what do you see for yourself in the next year, yeah. two, three, four? I think we're going to, you know, I think fashion plays a really important part of helping women move forward. And um, I I just think we're in a really, with the pandemic, um, with the state of people's souls right now, we've all been turned upside down. And I just feel like in the coming year, it's going to, there's going to be a real important time for fashion. Um, Being part of helping women kind of move out of this and move forward. And um, I'm really excited about Ever Eve (laughs) getting to play a part in what I think is really important work. Cause I feel like as women, we've made so much advancement Mm -hmm. and I, it broke, it breaks my heart. Like this past year, all the work that's gone on um, in just advancing women and empowering women in the past you know, 15 years, it feels like when this pandemic kicked, I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to go backwards. Like we're going to go backwards now. And um, I feel like um, any part we can play as a brand in helping women, you know, move out of this um, phase we're in with the pandemic and kind of move forward um, is really important, meaningful work. And I'm ex- excited for every to play just a small part in that. And I, I do think fashion is always part of transformation. Um, because okay. I've learned that, you know, sometimes you put on a great outfit and you feel like I'm ready to move forward. I'm, you Absolutely. know, it's a very transformative experience. So I'm excited to play a small part in helping women move forward and, and out of this pandemic. Um, I think that's really exciting me, right? And, and our employees and just con- continuing, you know, now more than ever, I'm seeing that um, how valuable just a healthy, strong company that's growing is, yes. um, how valuable that is for our employees. I've always oh, valued sure. that, but even more so now, and I'm even more committed to growth. Um, so everybody that has, you know, poured their heart and soul into this company is so we can move forward together and get out of this um, spot we're in and continue to grow. And so women can ultimately thrive. So last question, what advice would you give to women who are trying to get unstuck, trying to transform, reinvent any advice? Yeah, I I would go back to um, find smart people to ask for help. Yeah. I think always, whenever I'm stuck, it's always someone, you know, you got to own it. <laughs> just say, I'm stuck. 
<laughs> and then you need to be able to, to share how you feel stuck. And, and I know everybody, the, you know, the right people will step in. Um, if you put that energy out there and you own it, I do believe, you know, the right book shows up, the right phone call shows up, but kind of just that heart open, you know, claim it and then keep your heart open. <laughs> That's awesome. I, awesome. Yeah. That's so great. Thank right. you so much. Oh, you guys. We thank you. So wonderful, Megan. So thank fun. you. I appreciate it. Have we a good enjoy afternoon. this time. See you later. Okay. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to another episode of hernextchapter.co. You can follow us on Instagram at hernext.chapter. And you can find all of our lovely, fun, fabulous podcasts on all those places where podcasts can be found. Please follow us and give us five stars. We'd be so delighted and tickled. And we hope that you are enjoying your time with us. Last but not least, hernextchapter.co. You can check us out there as well. See you next week. Bye.